0: You're Thank listening you
2: so
0: to a, <laughs> a Mamma Mia podcast. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to the Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Many of us have stumbled into the new year hungover from 2020. The lasting effects of fires, pandemics, job losses, Donald Trump, and the lack of toilet paper still linger. So, what can we look forward to
2: in 2021?
3: I've always kind of said 2021 will be a bit of a continuation of
2: 2020. We're all in this together, and I think we will get through it. We just have to be patient. Today, we're
0: speaking to think tanks and psychics, mediums, and pop culture aficionados to find out what we can expect of the year ahead. A quick scour of the internet will throw up many a prediction for what's expected to come at us this year. From live gigs and regular trips to cinemas still being a thing of the past to new technology being invented that will be able to kill off fake news and even the Queen finally handing over the reins to her son Prince Charles, there are a wave of things that some say may happen as 2021 unfolds. Leading Australian economists are predicting a much better year ahead financially for the country, with unemployment levels to improve, manufacturing to grow, interest rates staying on hold at record lows, and that off the back of such a sharp downturn for our economy, we could see the start of a similarly big spike to follow. There was a promise that perhaps international travel would be back on the cards in some sort of vaccinated bubble scenario at some stage this year, but Health Department Chief Brendan Murphy has said that probably won't be the
4: case. Even if we have a lot of the population vaccinated, we don't know whether that will prevent transmission of the virus and it's likely that quarantine will continue for some time.
0: So what does the great philosopher Nostradamus have lined up for us this year? He died back in the 1500s, but his predictions from the assassination of JFK to the moon landing have sometimes been eerily spot on. And I hate to break it to you, but this year ain't looking too flash, according to this guy. Nostradamus said about 2021, Few young people, half dead, to give a start. Dead through spite, he will cause others to shine and in an exalted place some great evils to occur. What does that mean? Well, some say it's a prediction that Russian scientists will unleash a biological weapon that will turn people into literal zombies. He also predicted a famine of biblical proportions and solar storms that would cause chaos across the globe, possibly even a world-ending asteroid. But before that info starts to freak you out, remember he's made a ton of predictions that haven't panned out either, including that the world would end in 2012, and we all know how that turned out. So instead of Nostradamus, we've put together a lineup of people to give us an idea on what 2021 has in store for us, from a variety of different backgrounds. Some more intellectual, and some more spiritual, or even paranormal, including David, the medium, futurist Dr. Keith Suda, psychic Debbie Malone, and co-host of our podcast stablemate The Spill, Laura Brodnick, who'll bring us some pop culture predictions. Well, the first thing our predictors agree on is that COVID is going to stay in the headlines for the rest of this year. Let's start with David.
3: For me, I really feel like one of the biggest things that is really going to be a continuation of 2020 as well will definitely be everything that is happening with the coronavirus. So I'm still predicting that obviously this will be a very big theme for 2021. However, when it comes to vaccines, lockdowns, everything like that, I'm still predicting that the vaccine isn't really gonna bring forward the end of the coronavirus itself.
0: Keith agrees that the vaccine isn't the silver bullet we were hoping it was going to be at this stage.
4: Even though we have now developed vaccines, vaccines don't save people, vaccinations do. So although we're now rolling out the vaccine, there are still all sorts of hitches. So I think we're still gonna be talking about COVID at the end of the year. We will not have eliminated it entirely. Businesses that managed to survive last year may not do so this year. If they're continuing, you have to close down for periods of time.
0: Laura says it will continue to impact the entertainment world.
1: Well, there's going to be one upside to it and that is the fact that so many movies that were pulled from our screens last year are all going to get a run this year, so things like Black Widow, but we're going to see a change to how we see movies. Not so much here in Australia because we do have theatrical releases still playing out, but we're going to see a lot of big movie releases come straight to streaming platforms since surprisingly there was a lot of success with that last year with movies like Trolls World Tour, and this year even Wonder Woman, the sequel, coming straight to streaming platforms. So we're still going to be getting all those big blockbusters, but they're just going to be change in how we get to watch them. Unfortunately, we've also already seen the death of quite a few TV shows due to COVID. Probably the biggest one was Glow, the all-female wrestling Netflix drama. So that was already into production last year when COVID cancelled its last season. And then just after that, they also saw the cancellation of The Society and I'm not okay with this. So a lot of shows that were slated to come back and were in production have been cancelled and we're also going to see delays to long-awaited shows like the last season of Younger which is back in production New York but they keep getting shut down for COVID so I think it's going to be quite a few months after their release date that we'll see these shows come out.
0: While Debbie has more of a positive outlook on the global pandemic.
2: I feel by the end of the year, things will start to be a bit more normal. I still think we're going to have a lot of lockdowns intermittently, but travel will start to be a bit more normal into 2022. The biggest things I see unfolding will actually happen towards the end of the year. I'm seeing a better outcome with vaccines by the end of September into October 2021. I think we'll have a lot more normality by the end of the year. And I do see that we will be able to start travelling, even though maybe not so much overseas, more locally, maybe over to New Zealand. The next thing that
0: Team Quickie Predictions 2021 have focused in on is something we're all talking about
4: right now. The arrival of the new president, in the White House, Joe Biden, and the way that he's gonna to have to repair the four years of damage brought about by President Trump. For example, improving relations with China. I think that the China and the United States are on an inevitable collision course, but it may not necessarily result in a war, but that is the risk that we run. So the United States has to find a way of becoming reconciled with China as an equal partner on the international political scene.
0: While Keith says the relationship between China and the US will be a tough one to mend, Psychic Debbie says
2: it could escalate. I see a lot of unrest in America. I see possibly civil war over there. I do feel that there will be threats from China towards America and Australia, which is concerning.
0: David The Medium says he predicted the unrest last year and doesn't think we'll be free from issues in the US this year either.
2: I predicted
3: at the end of 2020 that the United States went into what I call civil war energy. I'm predicting that in 2021, the United States will go through a very tumultuous year. Even though we've had a change of leadership, I really don't feel that that will calm the nerves, the anxiousness within the United States. Political turmoil will be very big through the end of January into February. And also, there will be a lot of big switches and changes, both politically, economically, socially, in the United States around mid-year. Really, from May up until June. And this will radically alter our perceptions of how we view the United States in terms of a world power, in terms of economic power, in terms of a political power as well.
0: So, what does the entertainment world look like this year? Laura Brodnick from The Spill says the award season will look very different in 2021.
1: Well, probably the biggest change that we will see is to the Oscars. And so, because so many of the releases around movies and interviews and which stars get campaigns are sort of hooked into the Oscars, we're seeing a big change that this year. So, they made the call last year to change the Oscars ceremony from February to June, thinking that this whole pandemic thing would surely be over by then. But it's obviously not going to, we can see now. So, what it has done is given quite a big length of time for movies to be eligible for the Oscars, which is good. So, they've now got quite a few more months to get their releases out. They've also made a change to who is eligible for the Oscars. So it used to be that you could put a streaming service movie forward for an Oscar and we've seen a lot of success there from places like Netflix, but you still had to have a theatrical run in either New York or Los Angeles for at least a week to qualify for the Oscars. But since that's no longer possible, there's been changes to that. So what we're thinking is now a lot of smaller movies, a lot of movies with female filmmakers Pretty much any movie that didn't have that huge budget to spend on an Oscar campaign can now wiggle their way into the awards ceremony. So, we're thinking it might actually be maybe potentially a more diverse lot of nominees this year. Pieces of a Woman on Netflix starring Vanessa Kirby is already getting quite a bit of Oscar buzz. I think that's also a movie that we're going to see if the change in morality around Hollywood is affecting movies because obviously that stars Shia LaBeouf and he's had quite a lot of allegations recently about domestic violence so people are thinking that might knock it out of the race which would be a kind of a bad thing for someone like Vanessa Kirby who's got her first big Oscar role. We're also seeing other female-led dramas like Promising Young Woman which stars Carrie Mulligan and was written and directed by Emerald Fennell. Getting in there early with Oscar buzz. So this might be the year that we actually have more women in those categories after it being very male dominated for the last couple of decades. We're also going to see an emergence of TikTok stars starring in movies. So people like Charlie D'Amelio and her sister Dixie have signed up to be in movies. And so probably the most prevalent one there is the remake of She's All That. So TikTok star Addison Rae has been cast in the lead of that movie. They're doing a bit of a gender flip where this time it's the girl making over a guy, and they cast a TikTok star with no kind of acting experience, but they know that with her numbers on TikTok and her fame among younger generations, that's the only way to kind of bring them into watching movies. So, yeah, that's really going to be a change in the industry too, is seeing people come from social media fame to star in movies rather than traditional movie stars.
0: So what else do we see happening in 2021? Keith says there are several issues we're currently ignoring due to the time the pandemic is taking up in our heads that will come to the fore again this year.
4: I'm not expecting major breakthroughs. So problems that we've had in 2020 will still be with us in 2021. Such as the whole climate change problem and how the planet Earth is going. For me, I don't see any major breakthrough because clearly to address the problem of climate change, we need to undertake so many drastic changes. And I think that humanity is unwilling to make all the changes that are actually required an issue that doesn't get addressed very much is the whole question of poverty and inequality. So in Australia, for example, as in Great Britain and the United States, the dominant idea is that the poor have too much money and the rich have too little. This means, therefore, that we beat up on the poor, we complain about them getting pensions and welfare payments, etc. At the same time, we also provide tax cuts for the rich. And so each year we're getting a growing gap between the rich and the poor. Now, the poor are getting richer, generally speaking, but they're getting richer slower than the rich are increasing their wealth. This is a global problem, a number of different reasons for it, but the fact is that it is taking place and I think creates a powder kick of potential problems of unrest as people grow resentful and angry at falling behind when they see others doing very well.
0: David said it's going to be another big year for one family in particular.
3: I'm getting a lot of symbols of crowns, so I think that there's also going to be very big switches within the British royal family. I think the Queen is definitely involved, given that she's obviously the head of the family there. But for me, it really involves the wider family as a whole as well. Now, I know, unfortunately, Prince Philip is quite an older gentleman. I know the Queen is an older lady herself. I'm not necessarily predicting their death, but there's definitely a lot of very big health concerns coming in for the family towards the second half of this year. So really from June up until December. That a lot of changes happening around the royal family also involves other members, definitely Harry and Meghan, I wouldn't be surprised if she does again fall pregnant this year, and there is also a lot of switches with her children, so there is legal issues that will still be ongoing for Prince Andrew for example Princess Anne has a health concern that I do sort of see coming up towards the end of the year as well, and Charles and Camilla sort of feel like they're branching off onto their own as well, so I wouldn't be surprised if they start their own project, or in some ways maybe even do distance themselves from the family a little bit, not as much as Harry and Meghan they've done but there's definitely a bit of a switch going on there as well.
0: But while there seems to be a bit of a dark cloud hanging over 2021 as a result of where 2020 left us, Debbie says maybe the universe is trying to tell us something so perhaps we should actually stop and listen.
2: One of the things I think is important is about thinking locally and thinking about family and just sort of being more in control of the things you can do in your own life. And, you know, focusing on some of the old-fashioned things we used to do. We can't touch our loved ones as much as we could. And well some of us have border restrictions where we can't see people interstate. So why not start to change things up and maybe start to write letters again like we used to and have that joy of getting a message from someone. I know instantly we can get emails and, you know, we can get text messages, But when we touch something, especially a letter, it's got the energy of the loved one who sent it. The person who receives it will feel that. So I think focusing on that, creating memories is really important, you know, and even just taking the joy of getting out into nature. Our life has been so busy and stressful over the last few years and all this technology has been coming at us very quickly. I think this is the universe's way of slowing us down and getting us to sort of reboot and rethink about the positives we do have. Then look at the sky every night, the moon still comes up, the sun still rises, we have beautiful clouds, the birds are still chirping, but we as humans are running around like ants, you know, going crazy, stressing, and really we need to just focus on one thing at a time and start to try and find some joy in the small things.
0: That's the quickie for today. This episode was produced by Siobhan Moran McFarlane and myself, Claire Murphy, with audio production by Ian Camilleri. And if you're keen to find out what the celebs are dishing up skincare wise in 2021, check out You Beauty this week, where Lee and Erin break down whether celebs are gaslighting us with their new releases.
1: I think the fact of the matter is that JLo Beauty is not to credit for JLo's beautiful skin. She herself would only be using those products for the last couple of months. So to say that it would be olive oil, it's pretty impossible to ignore that kind of logic.
0: Check out You Beauty now downloading daily in your podcast app today. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners
2: of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.